Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, where we explore the leading practices that have emerged in Vizient's PI programs. I'm Jim Lickauer, Senior Performance Improvement Director for Pharmacy at Vizient and the host of today's episode. In this podcast, we'll discuss the home infusion and infusion sites of care strategies. According to Vizient Sites of Infusion Care report, shifts in sites of care to locations outside the hospitals due to payer mandates could bring an additional 18% growth for physician offices and hospital outpatient departments by 2032. Coupled this with over 550 medications currently available for home infusion and over 100 more in phase three trials, and you can understand the growth potential in home and other outpatient infusion areas. Although outpatient infusion services create capacity and access for patients and providers, there are several key factors to consider for patients and healthcare systems in determining the best sites of care for each patient. And even though it's becoming more common for payers to direct the infusion of outpatient drugs to a specific site of care, providers can proactively develop strategies that identifies the patients and the medications best suited for sites of care available within their system. Health systems need to have a strategy or risk the loss of patients and revenue. Joining me today are two pharmacists from M Health Fairview, Alicia Ronasinger, Medication Access Services Pharmacist, and Brett Benfeld, Director of Home Infusion and Compounding. Welcome, Alicia and Brett. Thank you. Hey, Jim. Brett, tell us a little bit about Fairview Pharmacy Services and more specifically, the Home Infusion Services. Happy to do so, Jim, and thank you so much to you and for inviting us here and for Vizian for hosting us today and letting us talk about something that we're very passionate about here at Fairview. So Fairview Pharmacy Services is a suite of ambulatory pharmacy services wholly owned by M-Health Fairview, which is a health system in Minnesota. We have 11 hospitals that Fairview Pharmacy Services supports really across the eastern part of Minnesota. Fairview Pharmacy Services has everything from specialty pharmacy, retail pharmacy, long-term care, compounding. Really, I like to say everything that you want from pharmacy services, we have it somewhere, including our own PBM and our own Integridose, which is a 503A compounding facility as well. So everything about nuclear medicine you'll find here at Fairview Pharmacy Services, which is a really great place to practice and grow into. Specifically with home infusion, it's one of our first business lines that came around back in 1989. So Home Infusion with Fairview Farm Services has been around for about, well, over 30 years, 35 years, 34 years. And we've grown from one patient all the way up to 2,700 patients these days. We went from one employee to over 200 employees to support these patients. Our services have grown from just your regular antibiotics into the specialty products that we're talking about today. With that growth, we've seen a lot of integration into our clinics, into our hospitals, and into our community. Alicia, can you describe the IVIG Stewardship Program? Yeah. So the IVIG Stewardship Program is a pharmacist-developed infusion center-wide initiative. So here at M Health Fairview, we have a very large IVIG patient population. And IVIG is a unique therapy in that pharmacists have a lot of potential to help maximize the efficacy of the medication and then also to minimize the side effects of the therapy as well. So several months ago, we implemented this program, which is a complete review of all of our IVIG patients who are receiving care in any of the M Health Fairview infusion centers. We're looking at how the therapy is working for the patient, if the patient is experiencing any side effects, and then also the specific payer mandates that are in place for coverage for each patient based on their specific indication. 
So I then document all of that information in the patient's EMR, and then all of these reviews are done cyclically for all of our IVIG patients. You have taken an active approach to evaluating sites of care for patients in your program. Can you provide a description and overview of the process? Yeah. So really, the first step of doing that is looking at coverage for home infusion services. If a patient doesn't have coverage for home infusion services, then really the evaluation for any type of transition stops there. If a patient does have coverage, I'm looking at that patient's specific needs. So are they dosed based on frequent lab draws? Are they coming into clinic regularly for other therapies at the same time? Are they having frequent reactions to therapies? Are they being seen by their providers while in the infusion centers, right before the infusion, right after the infusion? These would all be reasons why staying in an infusion center setting is probably better for our patients and their care teams as well. But then on the other side of that, I'm looking at, does the patient have mobility and transportation issues? Are there concerns about this patient ambulating? Do they drive a really long distance to get to one? one of our infusion centers to get their therapy? And then are they really well controlled on their therapy? And would the convenience of a home infusion setting benefit this patient in the long term? Alicia, how is the pharmacist involved in this process? This is a 100% pharmacist-driven process. So really, we are looking at all aspects of this medication and how it affects our patients' lives. So pharmacists are the perfect individuals to do that evaluation and look at our patients holistically from that therapy standpoint. So Brett, how did you get buy-in from your infusion center colleagues when you're shifting their margins to home infusion? Yeah, it's a really great question, Jim. Talking to colleagues around the nation, there's this idea of cannibalization that happens if you are moving your patients from the infusion center into home infusion. Uh, fortunately, here at MHealth Fairview, we have a, a really great set of colleagues on the infusion center side that really, we don't view it that way. We see it as getting the patient to the best side of care for them, as long as insurance allows, of course. It's always that caveat. But we look at it as if the patient is able to get to the place that they are best served, we'll always have that backlog of patients that we're able to get into our infusion centers. So while it may be moving that margin from one place to another, it's also allowing for other margin to flow into our infusion centers. It's ultimately the best thing for our patients, which is really how our mission sits and how we're driven. There's always going to be a, a natural turnover of patients into our infusion centers. Since it's really left pocket, right pocket, the margin goes back to the same nonprofit regardless. Really try not to think of it as competing resources. It's really just taking care of our patients where they are best taken care of. So Alicia, from that discussion, what impact have you seen on your patients through this program? Yeah, so the program is still really in its infancy. So I do think that we will see larger impact as we continue down with this process. Thus far, I would say that the impact has been really beneficial for our patients and a really positive feedback is what we've received from them. The patients who have transitioned thus far have been patients who really needed to transition patients who are having a really hard time ambulating. Now they are able to infuse from the convenience of their home. A lot of them don't even know that this is an option for them until we start to have that conversation. 
In addition to that, we're seeing a lot of patients who aren't even necessarily appropriate for transition, but who just in general really appreciate the program and that a little bit higher touch coming to them to explain the therapy, to explain the medication, what actually they're getting, why they're getting it, what this regimen means, what the long-term aspects of it are. So overall, it's been really positive thus far, but I would say that I'm hoping to see more of that feedback come in as time goes on. So you said the program is in its infancy still. So if you were given a magic wand, what changes would you make to your current program? That's a great question. I really would like to expand the program and the work that we're doing. So IVIG is one area of focus that we've decided to look at at this point, but it's just one therapy that pharmacists can have a really large role in. So I would love to see more therapies added into that and to see more patients get a higher touch. So what have you learned from your work? What would you tell a pharmacist who is interested in implementing a similar program? One thing that has really stood out to me is the challenges that patients face when they are navigating the ins and outs of a really large health system. So ensuring that the care teams are on board for programs like this is a really huge benefit to everyone. Having their buy-in so they can also advocate for their patients and speak to why this is occurring and why we're initiating this. We're really lucky in the sense that our providers were asking for help with some of these evaluations, these assessments, and these reviews, but that might not be the case for everywhere. So really ensuring that your providers are supporting you and with you in this initiative can be really beneficial. Brett, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners today? I would say the one thing that I have for any listeners today is we make it sound so easy and home infusion really is complicated. So if you're listening to this saying, yeah, that must be nice or sure, we'll never get there. That's not the case. It took a lot of time for us to get here. We're both standing on the shoulders of giants before us that have made this possible for us. So it takes step by step to get there. There's a huge community of home infusion providers out there that are willing to help. So reach out to your friends, reach out to us, and we're happy to help you along the way. That's all the time we have for this edition of Knowledge on the Go. I'd like to thank Brett and Alicia for speaking with us today. Thanks to our listeners. Please review additional Knowledge on the Go podcasts and look out for our new podcast by subscribing to our channel today.